morning, Catalyst family. Good morning, boys and girls. How are you? Well, today, welcome back to Donna and Nancy Hirata, back from Kenya. It's good to have them back. Looking forward to hearing about their adventure and God stories from Kenya. So that's great. Uh, also, um, you know, I, this next thing I'm going to share, I really have really mixed feelings. On the one hand, I'm really excited for them, but on the other, other hand, I'm, I'm really sad. Actually, I'm sad inside um, because Nicholas and Olivia Wogan and Zeke and Zoe, this is their last Sunday at Catalyst. Yeah, they're going to be moving. If the Lord opening doors and wanting them to move to Crested Butte, Colorado. And so, and they've already said they're having a home built there. It's a beautiful place. Olivia showed me some pictures. And um, they already invited all of us to come and stay with them. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> but um, so this is their last Sunday. So after during uh, the, after the message, during the next the worship at the end, I'm going to invite them to come forward and just for church family to come, if you feel it to come and surround them and, and let's pray for them because they've been so central, so significant in our church family. And so I'm going to miss you guys so much, but... Um, Know the Lord has many adventures for you and open doors for you in Colorado. So we'll do that at the end. Okay, boys and girls, let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? How do you know, how do you know if something is true? How do you know if something is true? Okay, you, 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 hold on to that. Okay, hold on to that. For example, how do you know that there really is a country of China. How do you know? How do you, know? you learned about it in school. Okay. You learned about it in school? My dad went there. Your dad went there? Okay. <laughs> Your dad went there? Sean, Sean, how? You went there. Okay. Okay. Now, now Eli says, you learned about it in school, right? You read it in a book. How do you know that's true, though? Yeah, I went with your dad to Cambodia, and it was near China, right? Okay, so, but how do you know, how do you know it's really there? Okay? Your dad doesn't lie to you, right? Jaden said his dad went there, right? How do you know it's, how do you know your dad's, how do you know what your dad's telling you is true? He took a picture. He took a picture? <laughs> oh, you know, maybe he went to Chinatown in L.A., and took a picture. Sean says he was really in China, right? He really went there, so he saw it for himself. Okay, let me ask you another question about true or false, right? Or true or not true. What if someone just says to you, spinach is really good? Yes. How do you know, how do you know if that's true or not? You tried it? Okay, no, is it, you tried it, is it good? I don't like raw spinach. You don't like raw spinach. You don't like raw spinach. Ziki, do you like spinach? Protein. Protein? It's protein? It is it so it's good? It's good for you, huh? It's probably good for you. Okay, that's more of an opinion, right? Okay, how about this? How do you know or is it wrong to lie? 
Yeah, Cameron. Is it wrong to lie? Yes? How do you know? Because what? Because you did it before? Then what happened when you did it before? You got in trouble? Okay, but what if your parent is, what if you're getting in trouble? Is it from your parents you got in trouble? Yeah? How do you know they know what's right and wrong? Because they're older than you? They're older? All older people know the truth. Is that, is that right? Or, or killing someone. How do you know killing someone's wrong? The Bible says not to do it. The Bible says not to do it. Okay, you know what? You know what? The, it, in today's world, it's hard to know what's true. Because you go on social media, you watch TV, right? You go on Facebook, right? People are saying all kinds of stuff. So it's really hard to know. You know, some truth is based on facts. Some truth is based on evidence. Some things are just true in the sense that someone likes it or they don't like it, like spinach, right? Well, you like spinach, that's true for you. But there's some things that are true regardless of what anyone thinks about it. And it's hard to know, and it's confusing these days. You know, like, like Eli say, as Christians, we believe the Bible is true. Okay, As Christians, we believe the Bible is true. And it's our main source, our primary source of truth. It's the Bible. You know, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Everything Jesus spoke is true. And then Jesus says the, the scriptures is, are true, right? He testifies to the scripture being true. Now, did you, know, did you know that without the Bible, without the Bible, we wouldn't know about Jesus, right, by and large? Without the Bible, we wouldn't know that Jesus saves us, right? Yeah, no. How do we know that's a very intelligent question? How do we know that the stories in the Bible are true? I don't have time to discuss that right now. <laughs> it has to do with reliability of the Bible, and there's all these manuscripts, and they compare the manuscripts, and they know the Bible we have today, and it has to do with evidence, like eyewitnesses, and them dying for their faith, and all these things. We could go into that another time. That's a good question. Ask your dad. Ask your dad about it. I think he'll have a good answer for that. Okay? Okay? But that's a very good question, Noah. That's a very good question. Okay? But, right, Jesus says the Bible is true. And, you know, we, without the, we wouldn't know about forgiveness without the Bible. We wouldn't know about heaven. We wouldn't know about God's love. We wouldn't know about God's family. We wouldn't know about the church. We wouldn't know any of those things or how to get those things. Without the Bible. I think we would still have a brain without the Bible, right? But we wouldn't know all these things about God, all right? Or Jesus, or any of these things. Let me read you some verses from the Bible that talk about the Bible. James 1.18 says, He chose to give birth to us by giving us His true word. So it's through the word of God and the Bible that the Holy Spirit gives us life, births us. 
Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. You know the Bible? It's a book, right? This is the Bible. It's a book, written words. But you know this book is different than any other book in the whole world. Right? Some people think the Bible is just like a regular book. So it gives instructions. So you read it and you do what it says. Right? But this verse in Hebrew says, it's alive. It's alive. Right? It's living and it's active. So the reason why the Bible is different is because the Bible itself, the Holy Spirit, gives life to the words. And when we read it, it changes us. It changes our thinking. It changes our attitudes. It changes our feelings. It changes us on the inside. Yeah, Noah. How come I don't see the Bible Because it's spiritually alive. And you can't see spiritual things, right? Like, do you think love is real? Can you see it? No, you can't see it. You can see evidence of it, right? The Bible is a spiritual thing, right? Like love is a spiritual thing. You can't see it move, but God and the, the Holy Spirit takes these words and truths and uses it. And there's power. This is what the Lord reminded me. There's power in the Bible to change and transform us. Just the words itself. The Holy Spirit, right, uses the words to bring life, stir us, do things in us. And it's so it's like it goes on to say, it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged swords. It cuts between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Okay, so the Bible's love. And then Romans 10, 17, for faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. So it's the Bible, the words, the Holy Spirit uses the Bible to stir up faith inside. Do you want to increase your faith? Do you want more faith? Crickets, crickets, crickets. Yes, we want more faith. It says faith comes by hearing the word of God because it's alive and it produces faith. Now, okay, I have a little experiment I'm going to show you. Okay, this is a little experiment. Okay, so just to say this is the Bible, okay? What's in here are the words of the Bible, the Holy Spirit bringing life, okay? Okay, this is, let's just say this is us and our life, okay? Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Okay, so pretend, okay? <laughs> pretend this is us and our life, okay? That's us and our life. Okay, you can drink it, but you got to wait to see what I do to it, okay? Okay, now this is the Bible. This is what happened. Okay, we take, we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit. It's alive. It comes into our brains and our minds and our thinking and our emotions and our bodies. And the, it goes into our life, right? Okay, we're, we'll, let's see what the Bible does. We're going to let that sit for a little bit, okay? I can see it. If you go close up, you can see it churning. It's stirring. It's kind of bubbling inside. It's getting all like, see? Can you see it kind of moving around? Yeah? Can you kind of see it moving? Huh? It's kind of moving around, and it's bubbling to the top, right? Okay, so we're going to just leave it there for a second, and later on we're going to see 
what the Bible does to our life, okay? So you boys and girls, you can sit down, you can look at it, then go sit down, all right? But just like, just like I poured the Bible into our life, it's active. It starts stirring. It starts bringing things to the surface. It starts separating things. It starts pointing things out. And it points out, it points out things that are good in our life, that is, that's in alignment with God. And it points out areas and things that are not in alignment with God, right? It reveals lies that we're believing. And it, and it helps us, and it helps us to get rid of the, the bad stuff in our lives that keeps us from the life that God wants us to have. Okay, now right now, I'm gonna, Ross mentioned uh, Kimiko. So actually, Kimiko, it's really cool. She's doing an internship with her church. And, and it's part of, what is a part of Kimiko? It's for school? It's for school. So she's doing a, a 40 hour a week for four week internship at her church. So she's meeting with different leaders, and then I was talking to her, too. I met with her. And um, so I wanted her to come up, and I wanted to just talk to her about how she got motivated to read the Bible. Okay? Okay, so let's give a hand to Kimiko. Hi, Kimiko. Okay, there you go. Okay, so step up a little bit. Okay? So, okay, yeah. So um, why don't you, you, you were kind of, we were talking, we were kind of sharing, and then we started talking about her reading the Bible, right? Yeah, and um, why don't you share, like, how you were before you started reading the Bible, or how, how, how um, what you thought of when you thought about trying to read the Bible? I think prior to, like, falling in love with his word and everything, um, I've always known, like, the importance of the Bible. I've known the importance of reading it. Um, but before actually experiencing, like, the word as like al as being alive, it was kind of just like a side thing, and I felt like I was connecting with God, but it wasn't like super deep just because I didn't have that like, His word inside of me like truly. Um, so yeah, and then so then what changed for you? Because I remember you were saying too you would try to read the Bible, but it was hard and it, you know it was kind of boring and it was challenging for you, right? A lot of us experienced that different times. So what what changed for you? Uh, initially, I feel like maybe it was a chore. It was something I'm expected to do, especially like as a leader. Um, I it's something I should be doing. Um, but last, so 2018 in April, uh, the Christian Club president and vice president started this thing called His Word, His People. And basically what we do at that time is on Saturday nights, high schoolers would come together to this church and we would just read the word together. Um, so we would, uh, we would worship first and then go into the word. And the first time we had that meeting, um, the president, he was just sharing the heart behind it. And he was just sharing with us how he was like, changed by the word. I was seeing people at Troy High School, that's the school I go to. Um, I saw like a couple of seniors and they were just telling, like, they were just sharing how the, the word changed them, like how they fell in love with it and like how it just motivated them to like just change their lifestyles. And not only were they speaking of it, but I saw like this change within them. And I saw this desire in them for more. They just wanted more of God, and like I saw something, just seeing that difference, I was like, man, I want that. And that day at His Word is People, like the first time I went there, I've never felt that, that much excitement for His Word. Like, so, so yeah, so what yeah. happened after that, you know, for so you? After that, um, there was like, I, I think that same night, I read Acts 5, so for the first part of His Word is People, we read through Acts, and 
Acts 5, one of the um, verses is, so verse 41 says, the, Sanhedrin, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing that they were counted worthy of suffering disgrace for his name. I think that verse changed, like God used that verse, like changed my life. I think that moment is like when I wanted to like really just commit to reading his word. Um, because I, like those, the people in the Bible, like God's like, like God used them, right? But he uses us too. And it just reminded me like God has so much in store for us if we're just willing to say yes to him. Even if we're suffering, like there's so much joy in it because God is good. So from then on, I went on to like read the word every day, but it was, it was different. It was no longer a chore. It was something I looked forward to doing. And it's something that, like, I don't know, it just felt like I improved my spiritual life. So yeah. Yeah, so where did you start reading and then what, how did, has it impacted you since that time? I think I started reading, um, I just started like the New Testament. And then eventually I started reading Proverbs every morning. So if it was June 2nd, for example, read Proverbs 2. Because um, there's like 31 books. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. 31 uh, chapters in Proverbs. So it can go like one per like day of the month kind of thing. So I followed it like that uh -huh. for a while. And then how has it impacted you just reading the Bible since then? Um, so I used to just do this thing called no, wait, no Bible, no breakfast. So I can't, I can't, I can't um, eat until I read the Bible. Um, and I just noticed, like, because I want to be spiritually fed first before I got, like, physically fed. And it helped a lot during school, I think, because especially with Proverbs, I've read it multiple times. So I didn't have much time in the morning. But even then, like, because I've already known, like, knew it in my head, something might stick out one morning. And then throughout the day, I can just process it, like, really chew on his word. Because um, I don't want to just, like, read it and then go and then forget about it. Like, with his word, it's important to have the heart just to be able to, like, really, like, understand what God is trying to say to us. And just, like, other than, like, we don't want to just force it onto us because God really wants to use the word to move in us. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So anything else you want to share about uh, last month, <laughs> last month, sorry, uh, last <laughs> month, my friend, uh, a good brother of mine told me, Kimiko, if I prick you, I want you to bleed the Bible. I want you to bleed his word. And then, I don't know, I just want to share that because, I don't know, that really inspired me because I really do want the word. Like, the word is alive and it is in us, uh, but how much, like, am I willing to receive it? And I think it's really important that we have that heart just to receive his word and not just look at it as a book. Because it's like God's word, like his word reads life. That's why we're here, you know? So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. God is so good. We have such good, awesome young leaders in our church. I am just so excited, happy. So, um, you know, one of the applications you could do or something to help you is a lot of you have version, right? version. it's an app, a Bible app. You need to get it. If you don't have it, you need to download it because there's not only does it have different versions of the Bible you have, could have on your phone, but there's all kinds of different Bible reading plans for different topics, different subjects, different methods. Uh, I know Tony Wong, he, he did this reading plan where he read the whole Bible in 90 days. He said it was, it was hard, right? It was tough, but he did it. He says it was really good. So version. Okay, boys and girls, let's go back to this. What has the Bible done in our life? Separated things, right? Brings the junky stuff to the surface. Look at this. 
Ew. Ew, look at that. Right? The Bible points out and brings up, you know what? There's a lot of people that they don't want to see the junky stuff. We don't want to see the junky stuff in our life. Right? Some people, a lot of people, they don't want to know the truth. You know? There's pee in there? No, that's not pee. No, it's not. it looks like it. No, that's not the truth. It looks like it, but it's not. Look at it's not. It's not. Look at see? See? See what the Bible did? Is it brought all the stuff so that we could No, this is this isn't that though. This isn't that. Okay? I'll show you later what it really is. Okay? But look at See all this stuff? Right? We could give it all to God cuz it he points it out and then God could help take take that stuff out of our life, right? Yes. So that's the Bible. It can move, it's active, it stirs, and it brings things out so that we can give it to God. We can give it to God. Okay, boys and girls, you can sit down. Okay, so what are you going to do now when you go home this week? Jaden. Drink chocolate milk. Okay. Drink chocolate milk, and I hopefully you will read the Bible. Okay, let's close with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for giving us your written word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you use the written word to bring life to us, to bring truth to us, to bring change and transformation in our lives, Lord. Thank you how you've used the word in our life. Thank you how you used the word in Kimiko's life, God. And it's just hearing her testify about the transforming power of your word, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would use her words and what was spoken today and your word to stir in us and release in us, Lord, a desire to know your word, a desire to read your word, a desire, Lord, to allow you to change and transform us by your word that we can experience your life in a greater, fuller, more powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, um, let's have it. Nicholas. Oh, there you guys. So here's the Wogan family here. So during the worship time and even after... Please come on up. Let's bless them. Let's cover them with prayer. Let's send them with our love and pray God's favor. Open doors as they settle in Crested Butte. So come on up and pray. And I, I want to give you a, we're going to do, okay? We're going to just do, I just thought of this. We're going to do a little lab time, okay? We haven't done a lab time in a long time. You know, like in, in school when you had biology, you had the learning, and then you had the lab, right? Or chemistry, and the learning, and you had the lab where you, you put it to practice. Okay, so I want to just encourage you with this lab time. And this is very simple. Okay, I want you to ask the Lord if he wants you to scare, share a scripture verse with someone here today. All right? And if you feel prompted to do that during the worship time, as we're focused on the Lord then I want you to just go up to the person and just share the scripture verse, 
right? You don't have to pray. You don't have to say anything to them. You just share that scripture verse. You could read it out of your, uh, the Bible, or out of your phone, or you, if you have it memorized, you could just share it with them. But um, just ask the Lord if he wants putting you, uh, someone on your heart to share a scripture with them today, to encourage them, to bless them, to breathe life into them, okay? Okay, let's worship.